I wanted to start off today by reading a verse. It's in Psalm 98. And it goes like this. Now, forgive me, I'm going to jump back and forth between two translations today, the NLT and the ESV, but you should have the right translation behind me on the screen. It says, Psalm 98, O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness in the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with a lyre. Sing with the lyre and the sound of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all that fills it, the world and those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the hills sing for joy together. Before the Lord he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and all the peoples with equity. Let's pray. God, we thank you that we have the opportunity to come before you, to praise you, to sing to you, Lord. We thank you so much for, for just giving us that opportunity. Your word says that even the oceans are roaring and the rivers are clapping for you. And God, we, we want our lives to do the same. We want to sing to you with our actions. I thank you for each volunteer. I thank you for their dedication and their hard work, Lord. I pray that, that um, you would just fill them with strength and with grace and with just a, a fresh vision of what you want for their lives, God. I, I pray for each person in this room. And I, I pray for the words that, that are coming out of my mouth, Lord. I pray that you would be over every single one of those, God. We thank you, and it's in your name we pray. Amen. So whenever I was asked to, to give this message, I honestly was really excited. I, I knew that it was going to be on our, our Sunday that we were especially going to be celebrating the volunteers, and I really love being a part of the church. It's, it's something really cool that I've, I've noticed that, you know, we are all very different people in this room. <laughs> but yet we come together each day, and we come together because we have a mission, and we have a common goal. And I love that about church. I, I, I love that we can come together to all praise his name together and to build ourselves up in God's word. I think that it's an incredible gift that God gave us. And I, I chose, you might be wondering why I chose to read that, that certain psalm. I, I chose to read that psalm because I think that it's important for us to realize that everything on earth is praising God. All his creation praises God. We are not alone on Sunday mornings lifting up praises to him. I mean, it said that the, the oceans were roaring for him and the rivers were clapping for him. And I, I, I would like to just take, if we could take our perspective to, to what God must be hearing, especially on, on Sunday mornings, and just how the choir of Sunrise Church and the choir of all the other churches in Cayman and all the other churches in the world, whatever day it is, are just shouting praises to him. I think it's incredible. And, and maybe you're like me, and you read that verse 
and you immediately kind of feel bad about yourself because maybe God didn't give you the best gift of a singing voice. Um, you would never want to hear me sing a solo. I, I just, I can't do that. That's not a gift that God gave me. I'm thankful for guys like, like Simon and Matt and, and Eddie who are, are back there because if you put me over a cajon and tried to play a beat, I would lose it in the first two seconds. God gives us each gifts, and it's good to be different. It's good that we're not all the same. You know how boring it would be if we came to the church and everybody looked like us and everybody had the exact same talents as us? It'd make life very boring. I'm a... I'm a, a pretty huge fan of snorkeling, and even yesterday, um, I went out for a snorkel, and whenever I go snorkeling here on the island, my favorite thing to do is to find a new fish. It's just my goal. Every time I go out, I don't care how many blue tangs I see, or how, how many stingrays I see, or even turtles are like, yeah, it's a turtle, but I've seen that before. I want to see something new. I want to see something different. And yesterday, I came across a very strange sight. It was a, a giant sea cucumber. I don't know if anybody here does diving or snorkeling and has seen a giant sea cucumber. It is definitely one of the ugliest creations on this planet. It looks like an arm that's like rotting and it just, it's nasty, okay? But I saw it and I immediately, I was so excited to see something new that I've never seen before, something different. And... You might be wondering, what does that have to do with anything as well? But whenever we come to church, I think we should be excited whenever we see a new gift or whenever we see somebody who's different than us. You know, we're not all called to do the same thing, and we're not all going to be exactly the same, but I think that God enjoys seeing a diverse church and seeing a church that has many different talents and many different passions and many different gifts. I think that it's, it's beautiful whenever we see the juxtaposition of, of just different talents, different people, and I love that that's what Sunrise is about as well. I hope that in that video that you saw, you might have seen just a, a little glimpse of what goes on each Sunday morning. Maybe you, you come regularly, but you don't really know what goes on in kids' ministry. You don't know that we have a baby's class, a two-year-old class, a preschool class, a younger elementary class, and an older elementary class, all going on at this very moment. (laughs) You might not know that there's two people right now in the tech booth that are controlling the lights, that are controlling my volume, that are, you only recognize them whenever something goes wrong. (laughs) But every Sunday, they're putting a lot of work in, and it's different from each other, But it's beautiful. We all come together to do something really beautiful. Now, Paul seems to really want to impress the importance of recognizing differences um, in the early church. And I want to share with you two verses that basically say the same thing, but they're from different books that Paul wrote. The first one is found in 1 Corinthians 12. It says this, The human body has many parts, But the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews and some are Gentiles. Some are slaves and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Yes, the body has many different parts, not just one part. And Romans 12, 
says, For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So the first thing that we see in in both of these verses is that we each have individual value and individual talents. Now, I think that it's important that we recognize that every single person in this room has a unique value. And it's not like a value that we compare with one another. We are all incredibly valuable to God. I mean, think of what he paid for each one of us. His son's life. And each person that we look at in this room is incredibly valuable. And each person has a unique gift and a unique talent over their life. I, you know, I mentioned Matt and Simon and Eddie, and, and I think of each gift that they have and that they have chosen to let God use them this morning. I mean, you, you don't know what it was like an hour ago whenever uh, Matt was playing guitar, and I think he broke five strings on his guitar sequentially. And it was like all these things were happening, and never once did I see them angry. Never once did I see them upset. They figured it out. And they were just like, well, you know, it's, it's just going to be a very interesting service today. <laughs> but when we have a focus of we, are, we have a gift, we're going to use it for God— there's no problems. I mean, problems come up, but God is over it, and he's in control. The second thing that I want to mention from those two passages is that we get to play an important role in the body. Now, I chose to word that phrase very carefully because I do think it is a privilege that God has bestowed onto us, that we get to be a part of this body. Think about it. In 1 Corinthians 12, it says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. That means that we are a part of Christ. I think that's incredible. And I want to get a little deeper into that. Um, But first, I don't know if any of you guys, if the past two weeks, if your lives have been completely taken over with World Cup fever. Do we have any football fans out here? I was, um, I was very focused on the television over these last couple weeks. Um, I call myself a fan of Peru because I lived there with my family for about eight years. And I was, you know, I was glued to the TV set when Peru was playing. And I, you know, I, I realized that I'd never felt such strong emotions towards a sporting event. And I think it's because I, I felt pride for Peru, and I, I wanted them to succeed, and I wanted them to do well and to advance and to win the cup, but we, they got eliminated. And, um, you know, I was upset that day. I, was, I felt like I was in a pretty bad mood for about an hour later, whenever they, they lost 0-1. And, but honestly, I wasn't devastated, and I'm still not devastated today. And I think the reason why I wasn't devastated wasn't because, you know, I just don't care about him. It's just I'm not that invested into the Peru football club. 
I mean, I want them to do well. I want them to succeed. I'll cheer for them. I'll clap for them. But I've spent no money on them. I did not go out and run with them and train with them. I did not go to Russia and, you know, be there for them. I was a fan. I wanted this, them to succeed. But ultimately, I, I was just a fan who owned a Peru jersey and cheering from my couch. And I think that Paul, whenever he was talking to the churches, he, he wanted them to realize that we are called to so much more than just being sympathetic with the cause of Christ. And say, you know what? God, he's, he's good. The devil's bad. You know, I like Christians that do good things. And, but, you know, don't really ask me to give anything else. Paul addresses this. And, and I believe that he, he calls them out. I believe that he calls out, and in each letter that, that he writes to the churches, he, he gives them a call. And in Ephesians 1, verse 3 through 5, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Wow. I mean, we could, if you just understood the implications of that verse... I read it this past week, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks because before the creation of the world, God loved me, and he chose me, and he called me to do what I'm doing now. It, it like, I don't know if you've been in a, in a situation where you just saw something so beautiful like, it could be a sunset over the ocean, or maybe, you know, you're snorkeling and you see a new fish, or maybe you're admiring the details of a passion fruit flower, or whatever it is that, that just struck you as incredibly beautiful and it just caused you to admire it. You paused, and then you realize, okay, God, you are the creator of everything that I see around me, of all these beautiful, beautiful things and yet you called me. You called me to be a part of your body. You know, that, that motivates me. I don't just want to be an admirer and say, you know what, that's a really cool thing that you did, God, you know. It's really cool how you made that flower. It's really cool just the colors that you invented in a rainbow. I want to be a part of it. I mean, I want my life to be like that flower or that beautiful scene. I want every part of me just to, to be worshiping him, like the mountains, like the oceans roaring, like the, the rivers clap. I want to, to sing with my life, and I know that I don't have a good singing voice, but I want my life to worship him. And I think that it's so incredible that he's called each one of us to do that. So he's called us, and he, he has a plan. He has a plan for each one of us. And, you know, 
I think that there's so many people in this world that they spend decades and they spend fortunes on trying to figure out what is the plan in life. You know, how do they, how do they fill themselves up with a sense of, of worth and how do they, you know, actually accomplish being successful in life? And I think that Paul has, has something great to say and it's in verse 9 and 10 of Ephesians 1. It says, God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. So he has a plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. So what, what's his plan? He doesn't get into details here, but he's saying, I'm going to join everything together. All the things uh, in heaven and all the things on earth, I'm going to join it together because I'm doing something. And in Ephesians 1, 22 to 23, it goes on to explain a little more following in the chapter. It says, God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over things, over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. So that's, that's it. The church is an embodiment of Jesus. It's an embodiment of his plan. And when you think about how Jesus walked on this earth for 33 years and, and how he touched so many people and how then he, he, gave, he gave the plan to the church, and he said, all right, I want you guys to keep on go and, and do what I did. Show people that there is a God that loves them so much, that decided to choose them from before creation to be a part of this, to be part of this family, part of this body that I'm, I'm building up. I'm joining everything together. More and more people need to know about Jesus' love. That's our plan. That's our job that we have to do. And, you know, the church is extremely important. And I'm not just talking about this building, the Harkwell Theater or Sunrise Community Church. The church itself, the global church, has a job. And it's not to put divisions between each other. It's, it's to branch out. It's to reach those people that haven't been reached yet. So... How do we be a part of it? How, how does God work through this? I believe that there's a certain harmony in it. And that word harmony, I, I, it kind of stuck in my head because whenever you, you hear the talented singers, talented musicians, they know all about harmonies and how things work so beautifully together. It's the joining of two notes. I'm, I'm not really sure what the definition is, but it's the joining of two different sounds that sound so beautiful together. And the, there's, there's an enhanced beauty because there's more than just one part. And I think that that's, that's how he's going to be effective in the church. In Ephesians 4, 15 through 16, it says, Now instead we will speak the truth in love growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. And as each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing 
and full of love. I love that verse because it shows that he is completely in control. He is deciding where each part goes. You know, I have an aspiration um, to one day build my own guitar. <laughs> uh, I've watched videos, I've read articles about like, wood choices and selection and different designs in guitars, and I've, done, I've been interested in that for a few years now, and after my extensive study and research, I've come to realize that it's just very difficult to do. And um, when we look at a guitar, you see all the different parts. And what I love about the guitar in particular is that each part has a purpose. You know, the, the body of the guitar, it gives the certain fullness of sound, of just strings vibrating. And the, the fretboard itself, they have to be so precise and laying the frets down so that the whole guitar is in tune. The tuners in the top and the headstock, they, they have to be strong so that it, you keep the same tune throughout your song. Every part of the guitar is important. And you realize whenever you're playing a guitar, it's not just the strings that are vibrating, but the whole guitar itself vibrates. It all reverberates the same tone, the same message that is being played. And while I, I love to admire a beautiful guitar, a guitar, its main use is to be played. <laughs> you know, you can have a beautiful guitar hanging on your wall, but if you don't have a musician to play it, it just remains a piece of art. I, I, I think that Jesus is, is placing each one of us in a certain spot in our church. It could be in Sunrise, or it could be the global church. I think that he is working in each one of us, in each one of our lives, to place us. And he has a, sp a specific reasoning and meaning for that. There's a talented guitarist by the name of Joan Jett. I don't know if any of you guys know who that is. I didn't know the name, but um, she's famous for singing I Love Rock and Roll. You know the song? I'm not going to sing it, but, you know, all right. I love rock and roll. That song, everybody knows that song. Come on. Told you I wasn't a singer. Um, anyway, she said something that, that kind of stuck with me as well. It says, my guitar is not a thing. It is an extension of myself. It is who I am. And I, when I read that quote, it stuck with me because I thought of how Jesus views his church and how we... We as people tend to view things as just objects. Like, okay, I go to Sunrise because they give me coffee, they give me padded seats, and we, we start deducting the church down to objects. But when we start, if we, if we take our perspective to how Jesus is viewing his church and how Paul was encouraging all the other churches to view it, is that we are an extension of Jesus, he has placed us specifically in this church to be part of his body <laughs> for a reason that whenever he is, is the, the head of the church and he is the one directing it, he is the, the musician that is playing the notes and we are just called to reverberate. We are called to, to just carry the tune that he has already struck in our lives. 
You know, he's already poured out so much love for you and me. And I think that as we as we grow and as we become mature Christians, sometimes we can forget what that love is and what that grace is that he so poured out on us. And it almost becomes like old news instead of the good news. <laughs> and it's, we just aren't vibrating anymore. We're not, we're not reverberating this message anymore. We just, we come to an object and we participate by singing and sitting and listening, and then we go home and we just stop. <laughs> but Christ has caused us to so much more. And this, this isn't a plea to, to get more kids volunteers. It's not a cleverly crafted message for that. But it's, it's what are you doing with your life? Are you singing this message with your life? the message that God loves you so much and that he has a plan for each and every one of you and that those people that are on the streets, instead of getting angry or upset whenever they, they slow down too, too much in front of you in traffic or if they're taking too long in the cash register line, that, that you would see them for who they are, the way that Jesus sees them. We're called to be extensions of him, not separate from him. Today, we just wanted to take the chance to, one, realize the incredible opportunity that we have. Each one of us have been given a gift for God to say, I'm going to take you, and, and I'm going to polish you up, and I'm, I'm going I'm to craft you in a certain way where you fit perfectly into an extension of myself. I really don't think there's a bigger honor in the world than that. I mean, you get to be a part of the eternity of other people. Your actions that you're doing in this world can reflect eternally on the lives of unbelievers, of people that don't know Christ yet. So it's an incredible honor. And we also wanted to just thank those that have really taken that vision and ran with it. I know that some people, they've, they've dedicated a long time in, in serving in the church and in, in the tech team or in musicians, kids' ministry, and there's really no words that I could give <laughs> that would pay them back. But the incredible thing is, is that I think that whenever we understand the message that, that God has given, it's such a joy to be a part of it. There's nothing else that I'd rather do than to be a part of what God is doing in this world. Their sacrifices and willingness to serve allow others to know more about the love of God. And I really don't think there is a greater purpose. Let's pray. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word, and we thank you for just this incredible gift that you've given us. We thank you for this body. We thank you for each person that's decided to come to this part of your body, to sunrise today. And, and we thank you for just your global church, just for what you're doing in the lives of millions of people around the globe, God. I pray that you would give us a fresh perspective as to what it is that you're doing. I pray that this perspective would, would permeate our lives and that we would be called to just reverberate this love, just to 
constantly sing out with our life all these things that you've already told us, God. I thank you that you are so good and that you have protected us, that you provided for us, and that you have placed us perfectly in your church, God. I pray for those people that maybe for the first time, you know, they might, they might have always been fans of you and been like, yeah, you know, God, I appreciate what you've done in my life, but maybe they've never made a decision to just say, God, I want to give you everything. I want to give you just complete control of my life. Take it. Do whatever it is you want to do, Lord, because I trust you, because I know you're good. God, for those people that, that have maybe never made that prayer, or maybe never made that decision, Lord, I pray that you would just put it on their hearts and that they would see that life spent with you is well spent. <laughs> and that is so, it is so fulfilling to be a part of your body and to be used by you, God. We thank you for all that you've done, and it's in your name we pray. Amen.